Welcome to the Man Whore Podcast. Good day to the queens, the queers, and the cock-loving cucks. This is Billy Presida, and you are listening to the Man Whore Podcast. <laughs> oh, hello, hello, everyone. How you doing? Welcome to the show if you're new, and welcome back if you're not. I am your host, comedian Billy Presida. If you are new to my show, uh, this is a podcast where most weeks I like to talk to women I've hooked up with about sex, dating, sexuality, gender, love. But I've got a very special guest this week, super special guest from my, from my trip to L.A. I've got the Bianca Del Rio on the show. Oh, what a delight. What a, what a joy. And I can't wait to share her with you. But first, got to tell you, show date people, May 18th here in New York City, I'll be performing at the Village Lantern on the 8 p.m. show. That is a free comedy show. And then also exciting, not a comedy show. But my longtime listeners might have an idea of what I'm about to say. Um, float season is upon us. Oh, yes. Yes. What the float is back, people. WTF. Ah. Yes, I'm so excited that uh, What the Flow is returning on May 20th and May 21st here in New York City. Uh, are they a sponsor? No. Do I run the event? No. I just fucking love dancing, and I want to share that with you. Uh, what the Flow is a silent floating dance party here in New York City. They give out some glow sticks, and they send us all uh, these three half-hour dance mixes. And on the night of float, we get together at a bar, maybe do a shot. All right. Then we gather around, we do a big countdown, we hit play at the exact same time, and with these synchronized playlists, we float, we dance through the streets of New York City. It is a fabulously good time. Uh, and it's, think of it like a, a silent rave meets pub crawl. We'll do like a half-hour mix to a bar, we have a drink, we do another half-hour mix to another bar, another drink, and if you're still standing, we do the third mix where we drink at the final bar where our, our legs are quite tired and our bellies get full. So I hope, I hope you all, uh, I hope some of you will come join me because uh, I'm going to be fucking having a blasty. Oh, it's such a good time. So that is on May 20th and May 21st here in New York City. For information and tickets, go to whattheflow.at. That is whattheflow.at. There will be a link in the show notes, people. Oh man, uh, whew. I know I know the Justin Flanagan episode hasn't aired yet in my real time, in my reality, but I can only imagine the, I, <laughs> the hate mail or hate tweets I have received <laughs> since that episode. <laughs> uh, he is a character, so I hope you all at least found it mildly entertaining. I know I did. <laughs> Look, sometimes chauvinists are amusing. You get to laugh at them instead of with them. So uh, I'm in, I'm enjoying my podcation. I'm not gonna bore you all in this intro, but uh, I'm excited for what I'm probably doing. Probably reading some books, maybe uh, doing some comedy, watching some Netflix. Maybe I'm crying. Maybe there's just a, a crippling self doubt probably lingered in a, a, a couple of weeks into it. Uh, there's probably a Google search involving cyanide and Broadway shows. Yeah, at the same time, if I'm going to go out, it's going to be like as Elphaba rises up at the end of the first act, you know, and then I probably forgot all that and just settled for carbs. It's probably probably a good podcation I'm having, but no podcast would make me miss the impersonal Patreon. Thank you. Roll call. Yep. Okay. If you are new to my show, if you're one of Bianca's people, you're coming in, checking it out. This is the part of the show where I like to thank everyone who supports my podcast on Patreon. Patreon, kind of like, kind of like a fan club subscription. And uh, I like to thank every single person who donates uh, because they're all fantastical to do such a thing. So right now, I want to say a very special thank you to the lovely Lance SB, Jennifer C, Christina D, and Frank D, Holly F, Megs N, Danielle DP. You can make the joke yourself, people. Uh, Andrew R, Sarah B, Jeremy B, Alex S, Chris W, Lauren M, Catherine B, Gregory Y from the Bowery Boys podcast, Anna Super Slut, Sean B, Prickly Peach, Nellie H, Jazzo, Madeline B, Julian H, and I still got more names, Sean N, Mary G, 
Dervla, Jeff C, Emily S, Alfredo A, Mark G, Toby T, Anthony C, Chris, but with a K, Ed B, Greg A, Jeffrey J, Lawrence B, Ramon F, Justin C, Sarah S, Lauren A, and Dave K. Thank you all so very much. I appreciate it more than you can know. And you too can join dozens of fan whores who support me and this show by donating to the Man Whore Podcast on Patreon. You can pledge as little as a dollar per month and you can cancel at any time. To do so, go to manwhorepod.com and click the Patreon banner on the side. Or you can download the nifty new Patreon app and you can find me on there. That's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Uh, I know I'm on podcation, so anyone who pledges in the in the interim, look, you'll get your proper amount of shout-outs. I'll make it up to you on the back end. Don't let that uh don't be discouraged if you just pledge and you didn't hear your name this week or next week. All right. Promise. I got you, boo. I got you, boo. You know who's got us this week? Bianca Del Rio, aka Roy Haylock. Bianca Del Rio is a drag queen, a veteran of the drag scene who won the sixth season of RuPaul's Drag Race. That's a pretty big fucking deal. And uh, unlike, you know, a lot of drag queens who do a lot of, you know, singing or talent-y type stuff, you know, uh, Roy's character, Bianca, kind of is more of like a clown, more of a stand-up comedian, to be honest. And and that's why I really wanted her on the show. And uh, is a hilarious individual. So I talked to Roy out of Bianca makeup. That's the thing about drag. That's how, how so little I know. I was like... I'm emailing the assistant. I'm like, what pronouns do they use? Am I talking to Bianca or am I talking to Roy? I mean, look, I don't want to offend. And, and the assistant's like, oh, you can't offend him, okay? You call him whatever you want. <laughs> but I had a fucking fantabulous time. It's a really great episode. We cover a lot of cool stuff. We co- cover LGBT rights. We cover RuPaul's Drag Race. We, we cover not giving a fuck, uh, the Kardashians, all that good stuff. Cake farts. Did you ever think you were going to get to hear about Bianca Del Rio and cake farts? I don't think so. So let me shut my fat face and let me bring you an amazing episode with me and Roy Haylock, a.k.a. Bianca Del Rio. When your mission is beyond missionary, step up your game with Liberator. Their collection of transformable sex furniture and sex toy mounts will put you in sexual positions you never thought were possible. Use promo code MANHORE and save 40% off the best-selling Wedge Ramp Combo at Liberator.com. As we age, our bodies are changing. Certain parts need more support than they used to. Other areas are getting a little sore or faster. And that's why it's important to make sex more comfortable. And that's where Liberator comes in. Liberator has been making fuck furniture to make sex more comfortable, more pleasurable, and last longer for decades. Their best-selling wedge ramp combo gets you in the right positions just a little easier, just a little bit more comfortable, which means you're ready to be in that position longer and harder. And you can get 40% off Liberator's wedge ramp combo when you use promo code MANHOR at liberator.com. Or you can click the link at the top of the notes to go right to the product. Again, 40% off their best-selling wedge ramp combo with promo code MANHORE. Or you can just browse around liberator.com and upgrade your sex life today. We got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. Just bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. It goes down in the dim. It go down. It go down in the dim. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus vest that expires seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
I'm just, you know, I'm just a poor, dumb, straight boy who wants to learn a little bit about, like, what is the, with the wigs? Oh, okay, <laughs> cool. I'll tell you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, well, I'm here with Roy Haylock, a.k.a. Bianca Del Rio, uh, winner of RuPaul's Drag Race. Season six. You got to specify the season. Season, season six. I, allegedly, it's the only season worth watching. Well, that's what I've heard. Friends. That's what I've heard. Usually from my mother or anybody I've slept with. But it was, a, <laughs> it was a great ride. But now they're on season eight. So, you know, you got to keep reminding people where you're from. So six. Mm-hmm. I was six. Season six. Season six. But uh, yeah, you're, you're a drag queen vet from what I've been reading. I'm an old fucker. Yeah, I've done drag. Uh, this January was 20 years that I've done drag. Because the runner up on your season was like 12. So uh, I mean- completely. Yes. I think everybody was 12 compared to me. Uh, yeah, I didn't think I'd do the show uh because the show usually is targeted you know for younger queens in my opinion i assumed so i did it at uh 38 i think i was or 37 when i was there and then i turned 38 while we were filming and uh it was quite interesting because i never thought i'd do it i never thought i'd be doing drag for 20 years Mm -hmm. uh so it just kind of evolved you know and you just fall into it yo how'd you fall into doing drag uh first can you just inform because uh i got plenty uh, of queer listeners but plenty of straight ones too what is what would you define drag as well i i for me in particular it's it's not that serious i mean there are people who are dealing with issues i think right now culturally everybody's talking about transgendered and it gets very confusing well that's not what i do i'm basically an actor who's in a wig and an actor who wasn't doing so well so i wore the wig and i got more work (laughs) uh but for me it's it's more about um it gives you the opportunity to get away with murder. You know, if I didn't wear a wig, I wouldn't be, I'm, I'm called, eh, he's a hateful fag. I wear a wig, they go, oh my God, it's hysterical. <laughs> so it's just the packaging to get away with it. You know, it's like if I was a pedophile, I would dress up as a priest because then, <laughs> then you get okay. away with it. Yeah. It's fine. So it's that kind of a thing for me. So it's not that serious. You know, I, I don't believe in that I'm a girl. I'm, if you've seen my look, I'm a clown. Uh-huh. Uh, there's nothing natural or pretty about it. So for me, it really is kind of like this, um, this characterization of a clown that just talks about anything. And I mean, it, it myself, I'm very self-deprecating. I don't take myself too seriously. But there are pockets of drag that take things a little different. So there really isn't a, a huge blanket of what our drag culture is. Yeah. I think it just depends on what you want to put out there. You know? Some of the basics is like there's usually a wig. Oh, totally. Makeup. If you're lucky. If yeah. you're lucky. Uh, a wig is there. Uh, makeup, questionable. Uh, but th- I think there are different elements of it. And I didn't really realize... Not because of of Drag Race in particular, but over the years, I've seen many different types of performers. You know, there's uh, transgender performers that are just pageant queens and showgirls. Then I know some transgender people that live in their normal lives out in, you know, the country. I also know people that are what they call club kids or people that are just hosts of parties and look queens where Mm -hmm. they come in, you know, cover their face in mirrors and glass. And you don't know whether they're male or female. And it's just kind of whatever they want. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) You know, and in London, it's pretty interesting because there's a huge community of wonderful performers that are women that are called drag performers that dress up in drag and the sequins and gaudiness and perform. And there's also drag kings, which is a whole nother world too, where, where women, I, I believe they're biological women. I don't know their sexual orientation, but mm-hmm. biological women that dress as male characters. So it's, it's pretty fascinating. And being able to travel uh, these past few years, I've seen so many different elements of it. Yeah. For me, it was just junior year of college, living on Christopher Street, uh, just oh. being like, okay, across the street at Pieces, there's Drag yep. Queen Bingo on Monday. Completely. It's going to be loud. That's Always. <laughs> well, Drag Queens, I got to say, usually is loud. Usually is loud, a lot of liquor involved. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like college all the time. Right. Yeah. Well, how'd you get started doing drag? Uh, it kind of evolved from theater. I was involved in theater with costumes, wigs, and, and makeup. So this kind of seemed like the natural progression. Yeah. Uh, and also being a smart ass and quite uh, annoying backstage led to the stage persona and then it just became a thing you know somebody was like do you want to do this gig and i was like sure and you gotta i gotta wear a dress but you like, gotta uh. wear a dress but you know i was used to it because i'd been around it so it wasn't like hello i'm a straight man and now oh my god girl it didn't trans uh, transcend that quickly but it was uh because i'm still the same person in or out of it which i think is interesting some people you know go out of their way to become someone else I me mean, it's the same shit so it's just me in a dress being just as hateful as I would be in real life. <laughs> just as hateful. Don't you think that's insane, though? So I could, um, I was pitched like uh, uh, several different drag queens uh, from RuPaul's Drag Race, and I, I insisted on you, um, partially because like you seem the closest to like a stand-up. Yeah. And you were also just the funniest one of me listening to people. I was like, that's who I'd want to talk to. Well, well I appreciate it. Banter with. But I think it's also just, you know, uh, it's funny because I think in general, particularly with Drag, drag Race, uh, being able to travel and get to meet all the different people that do it a majority of the people that watch the show are straight girls Mm -hmm. and a lot of it are straight you know men or their wives will bring them involved into the show and they're fascinated by it but yet i think before it they were assuming that when you were a drag queen it was 
all about sexuality and awkwardness and that you might hit on them. And it's like, listen, there's enough fags in the world. I'm not recruiting. <laughs> and the last thing I want is, is a straight man because it's too much work. You got to explain what to lick and what to right. touch. It's, it's too difficult. <laughs> give, me, give me a good dirty fag any day. But it's interesting <laughs> to see the people that watch it and go, oh, it's funny. So it's kind of like broken that wall down where they realize, oh, it's not that serious. We can laugh at it. So that I appreciate. Yeah. You know, if that works and it brings me into people's living rooms where they sit back and go, oh, they just happen to be in dresses. They're good people who are funny. Then yeah. I appreciate that. Right. But don't you find that insane that just uh, it was OK? Like you like you said, uh, if you say it out of drag, oh, yeah. hateful fag. If you're in drag. Oh, it's, a, that it's was, true. Like, how dumb is that shit? Well, you know, nowadays everybody's kind of got their own little stand-up act. You know, with with social media, everybody's yeah. got something to say. Everyone thinks they're funny. Oh, hysterical, and or or <laughs> everything is so serious. You know, it's like, oh, well, you can't say this, you can't say that. But then you realize, who gives a fuck? You don't like what I say, don't follow me. Uh-huh. You don't like what I have to do, don't come see my show. Yeah. You know, I hate the Kardashians, so I don't bother. You know, but everybody's like, oh, well, this and this, and nothing gets resolved in the comments. You know how that is. Right. One comment, three comments later, it's pointless. So I just go fuck them. You know, you can't win with people. People nowadays so right. you just do what you got to do and if they get it they get it if they don't they don't did you ever uh did you ever met because you were in like in your late teens and early 20s you were in new york right uh no i got or to new york, york. i got to new york, york uh when i was like 17 and i was there for a hot minute and then i didn't move back till i was 30 okay so i was back uh at 30 by then already a drag queen and performing so it kind of snowballed there, which was when I decided that I was doing comedy. Because the queens there, are, I'm a dancing queen, I'm a lip syncing queen, I'm this. And I'm like, well, I talk shit, you right. know? <laughs> so that's when it kind of evolved into doing more stand up. Well, did like 17 year old you ever go like, maybe like try stand up before you did drag? No, no, never really. No, it was never, never crossed your mind. Never crossed my mind because I thought it was a little too much work. Because it's so, because, but what, <laughs> what you do seems like putting all that makeup seems like way more work. Well, you know what? That, I think that's for me, that's the packaging. And I, I kind of, I've always liked the process as far as doing it, you know, myself and getting ready. It's kind of like prepping for it. But uh, with the, with doing this television show, it's also put me in a space where, People want to hear what you have to say because of what they saw on the show, which I think is uh, exciting and, and great because it's work. But it's also sometimes a little overwhelming because you're thinking, oh, fuck, you know, you got to be better than you were the last time. So right. I, I just did this show where I traveled with um, Relax of Hate and we did 93 performances everywhere from Vienna to Australia to all over the U.S., and uh, it was kind of insane. And now I'm I'm prepping for my new show, which is Not Today Satan, which is starting in Australia. Not Today Satan? Not Today Satan. We're starting in Australia for two weeks, and then we go uh, to Amsterdam, and then we're going to be doing 38, 39 cities in the U.S., which is kind of overwhelming. So now you got to be better than the rest. So the pressure's on to do it, but yet I'm very grateful that there is that market of people yeah. that want to hear what you have to say. Yeah, especially you know, twenty years in. Twenty um, years in, yeah. But I also feel like it's just the beginning because you're doing a different element. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you know as I know, I took every gig there was. So I was in bars for many years, bar mitzvahs, funerals, whatever the fuck they needed bar a mitzvahs. fag. Yeah, I was in Fire <laughs> Island. How random is this? I was in Fire Island, and there was a girl. I think it was a girl. So it was a bat mitzvah. What's the difference? Uh, uh, bat mitzvah. For bat mitzvah for the girl. So we're there in Fire Island. I'm doing drag brunch, and literally two doors down is this girl's bat mitzvah. And you know, there's a pile of Jews on the water, you know, doing the ceremony, and they asked me to come over, and so I went over and entertained them for a hot minute, and needless to say, it was not what I expected, but it was a lot of fun, but they laughed, and they had a good time, so... So and so was do you consider RuPaul's Drag Race to be the the breakout moment? Like, well, I think it's television. You know, yeah. I mean, we all television nowadays. It's kind of like everything is the same. Uh, but it, with reality shows, it's a very different type of reality show. If you have something to offer, mm-hmm. uh, and no offense to anybody else who's been on it or who's won, but a lot of people. Don't look at it as a I business. I never expected you to say the phrase, no offense to. Well, you know what I mean. You know, to the, other, to the other people that have been there, I think that some people, you know, maybe wanted to be a model or a singer. And, you know, my season in particular, Adore Delano is a brilliant musician. Uh-huh. And, you know, she wants to put out music. So the path was there. The setup is there if you take advantage of it. And she's done very well taking advantage of it. And for me, it's been comedy. So it's a great stepping stone. It's kind of like American Idol, you know. Yeah. It's the best for the quality of pool of people but it's really what you do with it you might be a kelly clarkson you might be that other bitch from season two that didn't do anything you know so it's 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 all there for the taking so it was a great thing and i decided to you know hit the hit the floor running i mean i'm not getting any younger so i thought let's roll with it what you got to lose yeah yeah what's what was early 
Uh, was it always Bianca Del Rio, or did yeah. you toy with a different name? It was always that name, uh, and it, there's no significance behind the name, because right. usually somebody has a great, oh, well, this name meant it didn't. I was drunk <laughs> in a bar with a friend of mine. She says, you remind me of this friend of mine, Bianca. I said, great. So I took the name, and then I found out later this bitch is dead. And then after I won Drag Race, my friend called me back after 20 years and said, you know, uh, I have a lie to tell you. Bianca's not dead, and she's very pissed that you're using her name. Uh, so that <laughs> that kind of snowballed. But well, uh, What was early Bianca like? Uh, this same. Was it always comedy? What did you ever try out with like music or anything? Oh else? no, no, I never, I never wanted to be a singer, but it also led juggling. To, uh, no, that, <laughs> I am clown like, but I haven't gone that far. Uh, but it, it was kind of like uh, I did every job, so it was like a talent night that I would host. It, it, it was bingo that I would host. Right. Uh, there was an ass contest called Bianca's Booty Buffet, you know. So the situations always led to my sense of humor, and I never thought about it as planned material. But you know how it is when you're in a room full of stupid people; so much shit comes to you just by the circumstances yeah. you know so um uh it was like comedy that was created out of a controlled environment and when you're doing that five days a week you know for 10 years it just kind of you figure out oh, okay this is what i do yeah all right so is, is does bianca have any like different points of view than you do not at all it's not the same all. hateful shit you know i just hate everything that everybody else hates but people are too afraid to say who do you hate the most right now oh well right now there's so uh, many, i mean the, the anti besides the anti-vaxxers well, anti yes the fucking street <laughs> that what the protesters fuck? only in la <laughs> Uh, create a flag for themselves. Very upset. I, I was like, is this some like uh, South American country I've never or heard something. of? Or like, something, yeah. Was, <laughs> well, immediately I thought somebody else was bombed and I'm behind and everybody's upset. They've, um, got, they've got police in like the shields. They're not playing. <laughs> Vaccinators can be very angry They people. will kill you. God forbid you try to save their kid. They will kill it's you. It's true. And they're so rowdy. I hope no one gets shot. Get it? Um, but uh, but uh, no, I think it was always the same. I mean, there's so many people to hate nowadays i mean come on i mean you can't turn on facebook without hearing you know let's go hillary fuck bernie donald trump's a douche i mean you know what i'm just i don't care who you vote yeah. for vote whoever the fuck you want to vote for i just don't want to hear about it who are you voting for you know i haven't really had a time to assess it i mean obviously trump is on the top of my list i mean really <laughs> uh, I mean, it's it they're all they all have flaws you know and we're in a country that's already fucked it's just finding who you think is going to do the best job it's 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 difficult i love bernie's ideas and plans I think that Hillary is a shady bitch on many levels. But you kind of you got to respect the shady. Of shadiness. course you do. She's a politician. I respect the hustle. She's a politician, you know? <laughs> and, and it's it's a hard thing to, to pick. But I mean, so really, I hate the people that are in your face about all of them right now. Uh-huh. Uh, and of course, I hate the Kardashians always. I mean, the millionaires Good. from being Very whores. Nice. I mean, where's my fucking money? You know? <laughs> it's like, I've been a whore my whole life. I've been whoring for decades. I got I, nothing. I ain't got shit to show for it. Nothing. But they, you know, they annoy me. And there's enough people. That, there's so many people. You know, I think I think because of social media, you hate people you haven't even met, mm-hmm. which is kind of upsetting. You know, I think you also start to hate people you thought you totally liked. Totally, you like, like guy, shut the fuck up, quit talking. James from high school seemed really cool. He did until Not now. until he could until he could vote I, completely. Until and he that started watching Fox page. News. Of course, Fox News. That's a trap. <laughs> you know? I was on a, a plane last night with that uh, Candace Cameron, the religious Cameron one. Burn, Can, the, yeah, whatever her name is. Yeah, uh, I was impressed because she was kind of cute. But I was on a plane with her, and I just kept thinking, "Wow!" I would normally go, "Oh my god, I love her," but then after seeing her in the view, I'm like, "Oh fuck that bitch." It was you nice know? having celebrities. I got. I mean, I'm 12, so like, what do I know, right? Yeah. But I, I gotta imagine it was nice having celebrities before you knew anything they, about them. Yeah, yeah. You just knew they're really great on that show. We thought Cosby was great on that show. Of course, we did the best dad until he started making drinks and fucking people while they were sleeping. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, but there, I know some gay friends that you know would appreciate the opportunity with Mr. Cosby. But the thing that I that I find interesting too, I mean, like back in my day, like you knew about Streisand, you'd go see Streisand at a concert, and she'd talk endlessly about politics, mm-hmm. and you're like, shut the fuck up, just sing people. But that was really the only person I think that stood out at that time that was trying to be political, you know, that bothered me. But now everybody's got something. You know, there's that whole Twitter war going on right now between, uh, who was the two? It's Deborah Messing, of course, who just needs some attention. But it's Deborah (laughs) Messing. And who was the other one she was bitching at? Oh, Susan Sarandon, because Susan Sarandon said something to the effect that Trump would be a better candidate than Hillary. And now everybody's like, oh, my God. It's like, these two assholes, who cares? They're two rich white women who don't live the lives we're living. No matter who gets elected, it's not going to affect their fucking rich uppity asses. So I just go, just shut the fuck up. It's not about you. You know? But people are like, oh, my God, can you believe? It's like, it doesn't matter what they think. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, so uh, so do you have a are you you dating? You got yeah, I'm actually dating life? someone now. I haven't yeah. dated in a, in a while, so it's kind of interesting getting used to that uh, because I've been single for like eight years. So that was that was quite the challenge. Where do you meet people? Uh, well, you where don't. Do you meet this one? That's I the mean. trick. Well, this was someone that I met in New York a while back, but normally you don't meet people because usually you know they're excited because you're on some you know reality TV show yeah. on Logo or they want to borrow your dress. So you never really know what people's true motives are. But uh-huh. now that I got a couple dollars, it brings in a whole nother group of people. Mm-hmm, <laughs> which is, then it'd be like, well, he can pay for dinner. Completely. And I can't be no sugar daddy, sugar mama. That's too much mm-hmm. fucking work. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to die like King Tut. I'm taking all my shit with me. My money, my clothes, your everything. Slaves, all, all of it. Them all of it. In, put them in there too. Take it in a tomb. Because I'm from New Orleans. We have tombs everywhere. So it's not really? rare. Yeah. That's a thing? Because we're below sea level. So you can't okay. bury in the ground because then your aunt and your Esther, you know, your aunt Esther would be floating next Mardi Gras. Uh-huh. So you got to, they put everything above the ground. Well, above which is normal, right. you know. And so you grew up in Louisiana, New Orleans, yeah. yeah. Grew up how, in New Orleans. How is uh, how is how are they? I feel like the South in general. I just think okay, like anti-gay, but no. New Orleans. I I have a. I feel like is a is a bright spot. No? New Orleans will fuck anything uh, because <laughs> it's usually drunk. You know, the, you know, liquor is twenty four hours, seven days a week. The bars don't close. And when I grew up, you had to be eighteen to get in the bars, and you could drink. So. Needless to say, I'm you know I'm pretty good with a bottle, uh, and that was you know my, my my childhood you know and where I lived and where I grew up you know as an adult was the French Quarter, which is where everybody meets you know right. it's like the straight people come down to have a good time and there was areas that were the straight areas and the gay areas mm-hmm. but eventually we all merged at some point but I didn't experience any of that sad gay life that so many people portray you know people are like oh no one loved me I, it was because you're an asshole it had nothing to do with the fact that you were fucking gay <laughs> and gays love that story and empowering I got over it listen I had people that told me shit and told me I was a douche and told me I was a faggot but that's just called high school that's mm-hmm. not bullying I got I got called that stuff too exactly I, get, I got beat up and called a faggot and they'd and you never that. sucked a dick yeah I'd be like you got the wrong guy exactly <laughs> but my friend will fuck you and suck you but it, it was never that serious so I'm kind of mm. over those those sad you know gay stories that everybody's like oh this happened get over it you're 30 move on you know you, you get backlash for that type of uh, opinion uh i mean i'm sure i do somewhere but i don't care because 99 you don't read comments well 90, well of course i read them and find them oh. hysterical but 99 percent of the shit people type they're never going to say to your face mm-hmm. so what the fuck do i care yeah you know that's how i look at it it's like you know fuck off who cares if this person that i've never met has an opinion about what i have to say I don't care. So you seem to be, really be on like everyone should be on their own path thing. Well, I think I think if you if you spend your life trying to understand other people's perception of you, you're totally fucked. I mean, unless you're paying me, unless you're some TV network that's trying mm-hmm. to get me a gig, unless you know it truly does affect me on that level, I can't imagine because you're going to disagree with everybody, yeah. but they don't really know where it comes from. I mean, look, nowadays they can come to your act and video ten seconds of it and run with it, and it yeah. goes viral, and it says that you're hateful and you're racist and you're this, and it's like, but you don't even know the setup, you don't know what it's about. Yeah. I mean, half the time people are posting this shit on Facebook saying, you know, so it's John Wayne is dead, and people are like, oh my god, not realizing it's twenty years old. You know, <laughs> people don't do the research anymore, so I can't be bothered so by people- what they think are fucking stupid. They're stupid. And and we live in a world now where you can push a button and find out everything you need to find out. And they're still stupid. Fucking like, retarded. How yes. How do we have stupid people in 2016? I don't get it. It blows my mind. I mean, I grew up with a fucking encyclopedia. That was my research. There was no Google. <laughs> there was a that. Dewey Decimal System when you had to go to the goddamn library. That's not the case anymore. I mean, you really, if you do your research, you can figure out what it is. Yeah. You know, you see my name, you can look it up and you say, mm, that's not my type of thing. I'm not offended. Good. Mm. You know, move on, lest I have to explain to somebody who's not that smart. But people love to jump to the offensive. People love to get a group together. They love to rally and say, you're wrong, and you're the... Who cares? It doesn't bother me. You seem like the type of person who's not at the, at like the gay rights rally. Uh, no. I mean, I, I do, you know, I do think no, obviously, it's obviously, obviously important. Yeah. But I but think... But you seem like not the one who's like, getting, like grabbing the flags and doing all the uh, things. No. No, I think you do the right thing when, when you live your life and, you know, you set by example where everything isn't about that. Mm-hmm. I appreciate the people that do fight and go out and do it. And I lend my hand, you know, obviously to age charities or any of the youth programs I'm doing. Mm-hmm. A, there's a, a homeless shelter in New York that I've worked with for the past 10 years that I'm doing a benefit for coming up soon. And basically, you know, kids that are kicked out of the house and those stories yeah. that I was saying, this church offers them a home and stuff. So I do things where it's important, but it's not necessarily my um, uh, 
my campaign, you know, in the world. There's people that yeah. do it. I'm not the right guy for it, but I am willing to lend a hand for things that matter. So you do I, a few too many Chinese jokes to be that guy. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> you get offended, and a lot of my Asian friends think it's fucking funny. Yeah. You know, so it's just kind of like, what do you do? You know. Uh, but I do find it interesting is that if they think they can sell a ticket to their event, they'll put you up there. So they can totally dismiss any hateful things you say if it works to their advantage. Sure. But that's business, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's a uh, you got any like favorite uh, road stories from like your your earlier days? Of oh wow! Well, well, I mean, you know, I, like I said, I've done every shitty gig there was, and, yeah. and you're fascinated by what you get away with and what people bring up. But I mean, you know, the in in the business, I'm fascinated by the people that come to see you. You know, bachelorette parties are fascinated with right. drag queens, and I don't understand that at all. Are they welcome at drag shows? Because like at comedy shows, people fucking hate them. Well, of they're course, like the worst. Well, they're a different. They're a different species. You know, they're coming in already twisted. They're coming in to celebrate the fact that one of their ugly friends is finally getting hitched. <laughs> it's always girls in really bad dresses and bad hair who want to shine in those moments, but. You know, if you were to ask me to get a group of my gay friends to go to a straight bar to hear straight girls <laughs> sing karaoke or do comedy, I would say, fuck you, that sounds like <laughs> horror. But for some reason, they're fascinated by it. Mm. Or the fact that they're already so wasted, it doesn't matter where the fuck they are. Right. Or maybe it's to, you know, verify, okay, I'm making the right choice by being straight. Maybe that's it. They see right. us and they go, okay, we're, we're doing the right thing. But they truly fascinate me and the fact that they're that interested in it because it's, it, I can't relate to that at all. I mean, maybe the, you know, too much makeup and the bad dresses. But it's something that I don't understand what they find so fascinating. Maybe it's like going to the zoo. They sit back and watch us in our habitat yeah. and just are mesmerized by it. But it isn't something that I would like to reciprocate and go and see straight people. No. So I'm oh. fascinated by them in anywhere you go because there's always a problem. Always. Always. There's always one crying in the bathroom. There's always one who lost her phone. There's the other one who fucked the boyfriend who's getting married. But then it's interesting when they have a bachelorette party and you ask them, how do they end up at the drag show? And they'll say, oh, my fiance, that's a red flag. You know, if your fiance is saying, go to a drag show, faggot. He's a faggot, you know? It's not going to end well at all. <laughs> no. Wait, the fiance's doing the drag or the usually fiance the, told them to go? Well, usually to- they're the ones to say that it's to come to the show. Anytime I'm at a show and, and somebody's like, we're straight, we're straight, I'm like, that's cool. And I'm like, but whose idea well, was it to come? They'll be like, oh, no, 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 we're straight. Was it me? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's happened. Like, and it's usually the guy's idea to come. I'm like, it's all right. I'm not going to fuck you in the ass. Just enjoy the show. Yeah. It's all good. <laughs> you know, but they do get antsy sometimes. Yeah. Do you, um, comedians, we tend to get like, well, sometimes we can get women, maybe like we, we're at, uh, on the same level of yeah. Um, after a show, is that like a thing in the in well, your experience? Well, I think that people are fascinated. You know, either they're fascinated by the fact that you're in drag, or they have no interest with you in drag. Right. Uh, but I think it does turn things around once they realize that you're normal. Because, I mean, you know, comedy's comedy. What's funny is funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No matter how you deliver it. But I think if you can relate to it, people will laugh at it. But I don't think that they normally expect to relate because they think drag is something else, which I think is what's been great about getting to travel. Is that once they see it, they go, oh. Or because of drag race, they go, oh. You know, because you're seeing the normal side of people and how their brain works, you know? And I think that it's been helpful for me because I don't think, I mean, you know, I would have quit after 20 years. I mean, I'm tired of doing drag. But to get to do it on this level opens many more doors. So I'm kind of like, all right, well, why not roll for a couple more years? Well, what if you had if you had quit drag, if you hadn't gone uh, drag race and, and you quit drag, what, what then do you do? Well, I, I, worked, accomplished well, I worked in costumes. Or, yeah. yeah, and I mean, that's always been my passion. I would, I would think I would have stayed with that. I still make all my own yeah. clothes and I, I still do stuff when I can. But, um, yeah, I mean, drag is, you know, it's a lot of work. It's exhausting, mm. you know, and I've had a good run. So this end cap with drag race and opening up doors with comedy has just kind of been like, all right, well, let's see how long this rolls, you know? Could you ever see yourself drifting into stand-up as Roy? I'm not afraid of doing it. Yeah. I'm not afraid of doing it. But and you've I've, never done that before? Um, I've done it for, like, events, you know, like, okay. like people's weddings and, and, and or, you know, I was on a gay cruise once and they lost my luggage, so that was a situation where, you know, you still had to go on. But um, I'm not opposed to doing it at all, but I think that this has just been kind of like the, the golden ticket mm-hmm. since the show, because the show is hugely popular that people want to see see it uh so you know it's not bad you know and like i said in this new environment where you're in a larger theater where there's 1400 seats and they're coming to see you it's a step up from being you know in a bar dressing in a bathroom with one light you know so i'm grateful for the opportunity and the fact that it's getting to do what i've always done but on a larger scale you know what i'd be interested in seeing is i I know this guy Giannis pompas he uh did you ever hear uh do you remember years back there was that character on youtube went viral uh marisa 
Um, always good. Puerto Rican transsexual from the Lower East Side. No, the character. I don't know this. Really, really funny. Uh, <laughs> he would shoot these like video. Remember those old like websites, dating sites? You'd shoot a video and you put it on there. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. So it was one of those, and it's her like look putting out her dating profile video. Okay, so is she really transgendered? Putting no, 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 Okay, so, so it's somebody Giannis, doing it. Yeah, is like older Greek dude. Okay, He's gotcha. A very funny comedian. He also had a, a Mr. Papos, who's another uh, vlog character he had. And then he has Giannis for his stand-up, but now he like will tour as Marisa as and? opening for Giannis. That's genius. So I would love to see Roy open for, or Bianca open for Oh, I could do Roy that. I could versa. do that. I never thought about that, but that's a good idea. Yeah. You get two in one. A friend of mine uh, who was a brilliant impressionist, uh, Jimmy James, who uh, lives here, would impersonate men. I I mean, like, could do the vocals insanely. Could do share. Could do anybody. Y'all Still could do working. an Andy Kaufman thing. Where yeah. you guys are both dressing up as the guy who who's in the you who's just in wonder, the suit. What's up? <laughs> but he would do the first act as Marilyn Monroe, and the second act he would be himself, just doing the vocal impressions. And I was always more impressed with him out of drag, just doing the act because mm. that's where his real talent lied. Sometimes, you know, especially nowadays, we all wrapped up in the fanfare of people that you go break it all down and let's see if they're really funny. But in comedy, funny is funny, you know. Yeah. So no matter what packaging you get, but people do get a kick out of the wigs and the the clownness because they saw it on TV, you know? So they want a selfie. Uh, that's also the thing, too. The, pe- the, the range of people <laughs> that watch it, TSA agents, old ladies, you know, <laughs> those are the people that, that come up to you and go, I know you from somewhere, which is really kind they of They recognize you out of drag? Yeah. Because I feel like I would never... I mean, you do have big eyes. Your, yeah. your eyes are, are still very full. But like, but I, when I put those spiders on it, yeah. yeah. But usually I don't think I'd recognize you uh, outside of drag if I hadn't looked you up first. I think it's the telltale talking. Once they hear your voice, right. they go, oh, <laughs> yeah. that, that gravelly man with that voice. And I don't even smoke and I sound like this. It's kind of crazy. Sucking dirty dicks, apparently. That's what does it. Sucking dirty dicks. My uncle. You know, my uncle did it to me. He ruined wait, my vocal cords. Wait, oh, no, I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I wasn't abused. That you can remember. Uh, yeah, and that I can. Yeah, I know. That's wild, man. Uh, so you just had Rolodex of Hate, and that was what? Just a bunch of uh, well, it was, jokes? It was my stand-up show, yeah, yeah. and it was more about my life and where I came from and how I became this, you know, this hateful clown you see before <laughs> you because people always want to know, well, how did this start? You know? So, um, yeah, it was just stories of my life and things that I kind of cataloged. And I always say I had a Rolodex of Hate because people say, well, where does your quick wit come from or your comebacks and stuff? And it's like, you know, things that you just collect over the years, situations. Like I said, I worked in a bar five nights a week. So you know how to deal with, you know, the crazy Asian person. You know how Mm. to deal with the person on drugs. And so all of this was just a collection of stuff that I had that I basically did in more of a stand-up format, which, you know, was great because you were in these beautiful theaters and traveling the country and the world, you know, doing what you do. And that's when I realized... It's funny because when I first got to other countries like Australia, I thought, are they going to think this is funny? And what's interesting is that, you know, they can all relate to it. You know, a lot of it was gay humor from what I experienced, but it was also giving me an opportunity to explain it to straight audiences what we experience is, what you experience as, you know, gay men and, you know, these moments uh, that they probably hadn't thought about. Yeah. That's wild. Um, fuck, did I just have a brain fart? I it's all right. It happens. <laughs> As long as I don't smell it, we're good. Didn't yeah. smell. What's funny is because after this, I'm going to go uh, talk to a porn star who fe- uh, she specializes in fart fetish. Is this a girl? Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting. There's this thing that we were fascinated with. A friend introduced me to. It's this thing called cake farts. Have cake you farts, seen it? I've heard. I've not seen, but I've okay. heard. You got to go. I think it's like cake farts. That I never knew that this is something straight people taught me. Is that you buy a birthday cake and this bitch puts her bald snatch near the little cake decorations and flowers and there's a video of her her asshole she just farts on the cake now i'm not opposed like obviously somebody likes it but what i want to know is what happens to the cake what's Mm. the excitement behind it that i don't you need to ask because i don't know what the appeal is i don't know either straight people confuse me too it it, it really it's like (laughs) well what's okay so somebody's farting why why is the cake there like if 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 the asshole could fart and blow out the candles now that's 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 genius Yeah. yeah or if you like farty tasting frosting i could understand that but i don't know the second ruin, part they just want to ruin the aesthetic of the cake but like, i don't understand not, it someone so, worked hard to do the icing and you're just gonna it. ruin it now if you could write happy birthday with your asshole yes. now that Ooh. yeah stick so, a, stick a, stick the pen in there or the the cream please yeah yeah, any yeah of just the, any of these things make a flower just make a flower yeah. shit it on the cake that would be genius we're all talking about uh, effective things ways things to use that this. would be impressive because just a girl with her ass on a cake doesn't doesn't do it for me. Also, there's pies is another one. A farting on pies? No, well, not farting well, on pies, but like sitting on pies. What is what, an entire fetish? What's exciting? 
put the sh- put the ingredients in your ass and then shit a pie. Now that yes, bake the pie in your bake ass. It, put it in your oven and put, put it, it in, in your, your female oven. <laughs> oven and come out with a flaky crust. And that I would find appealing. So you got to ask her because I'm confused as to what the fuck it is. Yeah, I feel like my first question is going to be okay. So uh, Kelsey. Why? Why? It's just like I mean, I mean, everybody has a fetish nowadays, and, and a friend of mine writes porns. Yes, someone actually writes porns. Oh, but, I love uh, writing. Porn. He that writes for men.com He writes, and and like th- these insane situations he comes up with. One of them, which I was unaware about, is people that like to fuck gay men that like to fucking pantyhose. There's this whole pantyhose. That one I thing. can understand a little more. How? Have you um, fucked in pantyhose? No, I have not. Okay. Uh, but if someone asked me to, I think I'd, I'd You think it would? If someone I really liked asked me to, it doesn't seem too intrusive on me. I guess it's like, for me, because I wear pantyhose for right. work, it's kind of like putting on your uniform and fucking somebody. You yeah. know, if I worked at Denny's, would I want to wear a little waitress outfit and fuck you? <laughs> no. So, I, I don't know. Look, if anyone's trying to fuck the waitress, no one with the waitress fantasy is also picturing the Denny's waitress. But did you see? There's a video out. One, another one. This is the great thing about, you know, uh, social media. There's a video out of a girl at a Denny's who didn't have any money and her friend records it she's drunk off her ass uh, and so she ends up sucking the waiter's dick that sounds 100 percent like something i would jerk off to. no but he was totally gross he was totally fucking well yeah, i love i love those gross. real world in public scenarios look it oh, up those are hot denny's girl sucking dick in front of the salad bar it happened and it's like three o'clock in the morning and her friend is videotaping it how uh, rancid is that there's one it's in it's in a diner and it's daytime Mm-mm. and there's two there's three porn stars just, they're having they're eating uh-uh. and <laughs> they're showing all the people come i mean it seems pretty real to me. I it don't, could be I just, fake, but, but like she just blows the guy in the booth. No, which this girl blows yeah. this blows, blows up at the salad bar, and it's one of those moments I think when you go home from Denny's that you wake up and you go, "Oh my god, what did I have?" Instead of moons moons over my hammy, you had the waiter's cheesy fucking dick. Oh. That that's talk about burping and repeating. That's <laughs> I couldn't. You I couldn't. have any, you have any fetishes yourself? Hell no. I, that's too much work. I got to get dressed for work. I, I, like I, that doesn't. You want this easy? It, no, it's fucking is fucking. I don't need all that other fanfare and madness. No, it's too much. It's too much work. Got any uh, got any particular preference? Not at all. I mean, for me, I like smart people. I mean, mm-hmm. I guess that's become a preference now because so many people are stupid. But right. there really isn't a specific type you know usually if people can put up with me that's that's the first step you what, know? what makes this uh particular fellow you're seeing so special uh normal you know he's, he's completely normal and and is not interested in the drag side of it which is kind of nice you know yeah and gets it's kind of like the same sense of humor which which works well you know anytime you can compliment or have a conversation with somebody or just send one little emoji and they can send back the right response emoji that's a keeper, you know? Lo- love is finding the right emoji. Well, it's emoji and finding that, that rancid shit. You know, when you see stuff, you know, those memes and things that are online that, that you can send without explanation and they can understand what that means, mm-hmm. that's good. You know, and I have a group of friends, it's the same thing. You know, we can send the nastiest, rotted shit and we all know what it means. So it, it's, it's good. That's nice. Yeah, that, that, that's what you kind of need in your life. <laughs> How long have y'all been together now? Uh, I think since, um, like, October. October, maybe November. Okay, so yeah. like still a little fresh. It's fairly new. Yeah, it's fairly new. Well, I mean, I'm, you know, I, I live here in LA. He's in New York and, you know, I travel a lot. So it's kind of like it keeps things cool. It's a nice way to break into it. Yeah. Oh, you're doing the long distance thing. I, you got to. I may be entering that myself. You I'm got not to. Well, I, well, how old are you? 12 26 26 26. okay well look you got a way to figure it out i mean you know i'm 40 gonna be 41 and the thing is you've realized i I would love to set rules and say i will never do this i would never do that but i never thought i'd be living the life i'm living so what's better having somebody in a city that i would love to go to because i mean i love new york i just happen to live here right now so it's two perks or to have some miserable son of a bitch in my face every day in Los Angeles right. where I don't know if this is going to work out. I don't know if this person is going to complain every time I'm not home. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he knows my life, knew what it was for the time being, and he's willing to take a chance. I'm willing to try it as well. Right. So you never know. You never know. So don't say, oh, I don't know. Try it. What yeah. you got to lose? Not necessarily this guy, but in general, could you see yourself getting married? That I don't know. That's too faggy for me. No. I don't know. I mean, because <laughs> that gets too serious. That gets too serious. It's like, you know, listen, if you respect somebody and you like somebody and things are going well, perhaps. But I'm not one of those gays. You know, I have a wedding every night. It's called a drag show. Yep. You know, where I wear a big dress and everybody looks at me and they throw money at me. And, oh, my God, we're so happy for you. That's my wedding. Mm. So I, I don't think I need that side of it. I think if you're with somebody you respect, of course you should get health care. Of course you should do this. But I do disagree with the fact that they should get any of my money. No, they shouldn't. Uh, <laughs> I've worked too hard for that. Mm-hmm. But I, but no, I, I don't look at life going, my life would be complete if I had that. No, I'm, I'm not that type. 
That's all. Have you normally been able to like do boyfriends or were you kind of like me, kind of a whore for a long while? I was a whore for a while. I was in a long term. I had two really long relationships, you know, by gay standards. But that was at a time. But, but some of the best... gay standards were like three months. Uh, no, it was a couple of years. Oh. But, you know, you know, four years here and then somebody else that I was on and off again many mm-hmm. times over a 13-year span. But the thing is, you know, you realize some of the best shit happened to me when I wasn't in a relationship. That's yeah. when I was able to look at what, was, what my life was and realize, oh, shit, I want better. Amazing opportunities came, both sexually and work. So, you know, it was, I think if I was attached to somebody, it would have turned out a little different. Okay. Yeah. You know, because then you're worried about the other person. At least with this, you know, you went out and I did a reality show and things changed around, but I don't think I would have done it had it been a relationship. I'd have been occupied with that annoying asshole and not myself, Mm -hmm. you know? Okay. Yeah. I I was reading about this recently and you might, I don't know if you have a hateful opinion on this or not. So trans people who find drag to be offensive... Because it's just like a thing you do for a night versus like them that's like yeah. their life. Well, I, you know, the whole trans thing is a completely sensitive topic, you right. know, uh, with people. And I mean, I my experiences with the trans people that I've worked with have been showgirls that, I, that I've worked with, you know, mm-hmm. you know, men that had transitioned and still continued to work in drag clubs. So my opinion of them were always the funniest, most uh, great people to hang out with because they had amazing stories right. and it was never an issue. So I think if someone, you know, is growing up as an eight-year-old who doesn't deal with drag nightlife or, or whatever and kind of transitions into someone else, I think for them, their relationship with what I do might be different. Uh, but those are not usually the people that I've worked with. So, yeah. I mean, I respect them for what they want to do. But once again, it's like telling someone else they can't live their life. Live your life. I'm not complaining. Go do what you want to do. You know, people constantly ask me, well, what do you feel about Caitlyn Jenner? I don't. <laughs> I don't feel. It's a rich, white, Republican woman. I don't care what she does with her life, but I do care when she kills people in a car. Yes. That's fucking serious. <laughs> you know, I mean, let's not be rude, but it's manslaughter. And people... <laughs> People are losing sight of it. It's like, you know what? You know, use whatever you want. You know, what was that joke somebody said recently about, you know, this thing in North Carolina where transgender people can't use the bathroom, bathroom and yeah. whatever. And it's like, you know, who's been more affected or, or fucked with in a bathroom? Not by trans people. It's by a senator, yeah. you know? So senators have done more fucking in a bathroom than anybody, True. you know, trans. So Although yeah. I'm working on it. I'm oh, trying, you're I'm working trying on it. You're working. I'm working on it. But, you know, I think it, it's, you know, live your life. And I think, of course, everybody deserves the same rights. But, you know, I don't really think about it on that level. So if they don't like what I do, I don't care. Just like, I don't care, you know, about Caitlyn Jenner. I just don't, I don't care, you know, still in the family of the Kardashians, still an asshole. And let's be honest, you know, she's on a reality show and, and we can talk about her too. What makes her so special? Nothing. All right. <laughs> you know, I think that's the problem is that people are losing sight of what it is. I think everybody deserves rights, of course, but mm. it, it doesn't, it doesn't affect my world to say, you know, uh, they're wrong for doing this. Of course, they should be able to use whatever bathroom they are, and I have no problem with any of that. Yeah, yeah. But, well, how does drag affect their life? Fuck them. You know, I mean, the only time it bothers me is, you know, when somebody trans has gone to the shoe store before me and got all the size 13. Uh. That fucking pisses me. That's fucking shady, because I got a show to do, and you just got to walk around in real life. That is shady. You only need one pair of shoes. I got to match dresses, motherfucker. You know, that's shady shit. That's what I'm going after Caitlyn for, for taking all the big shoes, that bitch. So, uh, fuck Medea. When are we seeing a Bianca movie, huh? It's coming out. I filmed a movie uh, last year. Uh, it's called Hurricane Bianca. A friend of mine and I have been working on it for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wrote it, and because of my schedule, we didn't have time to film it. And because we had done a fundraiser, we had uh, done everything on, um, uh, not Kickstarter, because Kickstarter's kind con- Is it Kickstarter? What did we do it on? Was it Kickstarter that I did it on? Indiegogo, yeah, because Kickstarter is kind of shady. If you don't raise your money, you can't get any of it. Uh-huh. But with Indiegogo, whatever you raise, you can get. So we were fortunate enough to do it. We filmed it last summer in uh, Texas. And uh, the topic of it is basically about a guy uh, named Richard who is a school teacher. And most people don't know this, but it's legal to be fired in 29 states for being gay. Mm-hmm. And so this guy gets outed, uh, gets transferred to a small town in Texas, gets outed for being gay, gets fired. And in order to seek revenge on the town, I return as Bianca uh, to come back at this very small school who has no idea that it's me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a serious topic done in a comedic way, and it, it stars some amazing people. Uh, Alan Cumming is in it as well. Uh-huh. Rachel Dretch from Saturday Night Live, hey. who I absolutely adore, is amazing in it. RuPaul makes a cameo. Margaret Cho makes a cameo. And some Drag Race alumni, Willem and Shangela and Alyssa Edwards, who were all on uh, Drag Race different seasons right. than myself, are, are in the movie as well. So I'm quite excited about it. We're doing um, some 
exciting film festivals starting this summer. So That's it exciting. comes out soon. Yeah. Any festivals uh, you already know you're in? The you problem can... with the festivals is we we have several set, but they don't announce their mm. casting. They don't announce their who's in it okay. for another month. Uh, but uh, this summer it is happening, and all information about it will be happening at hurricanebianca.com. Okay, so everyone should be uh, uh, looking out for that. Please do. It's quite fun. It's it's like I said, it's a great movie, and it deals with you know some serious stuff, but in a comedic way, which is great. That's awesome. Well, uh, Roy, thank you so much for chatting with thank me. Thank you. This was awesome. I, who knew I was going to have this much fun with a straight man in yeah. the middle of the afternoon? Uh, <laughs> now let's go get vaccinated. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like uh, the, your your speed of speech, you cram like an hour and a half of podcasting into like 40 minutes. Well, good. Break it up. There yeah. you go. We'll work it out. Make sure you get me this so I can make sure everybody gets to see it. Yeah, absolutely. On Twitter Pe- and Instagram. People could uh, could put this at like 0.5 speed and be like, wow, he's talking really fast. He's very slow. Well, it's you know, like- you got enough of that. You know, get to the point. No, you're great. You're well, awesome. Man. I appreciate it. I had a great time. And like I said, uh, all of my uh, stuff, if you're looking for me anywhere, is the Bianca Del Rio on Instagram, the Bianca Del Rio on Twitter, mm-hmm. the Bianca Del Rio.com. And uh, yeah, I'll be glad to share this when this comes out. Oh, thanks a lot. Thank and, you. Uh, why don't we say goodbye to Vinny? All right, oh, bye, Vinny. This Vinny. is the only episode that fucker is going to listen. Oh, he, fuck you. He will not listen to my show. All right. Well, We've known each other since we were 18. But you're not Cher, so he wasn't listening. <laughs> That's the problem. If I have Cher on this fucking podcast, if you had Cher, he'd be all up in your ass. But he's like, oh, no, I'm going to listen to the Bianca one. I was like, well, that's good. Okay, well, Vinny, thank you. It's great to meet your friend. And he said, you suck dick really, really good. So I appreciate it. Fun fact third night of college, I walk in on him blowing a dude. That's no. That's how I know, that's how I know Vinny, Vinny. you fucking shady asshole. <laughs> what, did he look like he was enjoying it? Okay, so this is the setup. Where oh, I lived, Here we go. This is at NYU. It's my freshman year. It's day, it's day three. We all know each other a little bit now. Yeah. We have three suites. My door is like over here, and it's like share, It's like 90 degree angle with his door. No, no. Okay. That's, that's... I come home very drunk. I walk yeah. in. And I, uh, I guess I just wanted to see, like, hey, what, what's Vinny up to? to oh him? no, Let's you got a knock. You got a knock. Like we're gonna be friends, right? And I, <laughs> I open the door and I see the bed. No. is a big hump in the bed. And I'm just and I'm drunk. I'm st- I must have stood there for like a good twenty seconds. Oh, because you got off on it. Yeah, don't lie. <laughs> don't fucking lie. I'm, I'm looking at the head, the per- the head of the person in the bed. I'm like, that's not Vinny. No. And I'm like, where's Vinny? No. And I see the hump. Vinny's the hump. Pause, and I'm like. Oh, oh, that's good. Well, you know, it's good to know somebody's <laughs> sucking dick at NYU because with NYU, you know, they're fucking you in the ass with all the money you spend. So somebody's got to get a little dick in the mouth. Well, God bless Vinny. Vinny, thanks for listening. I'm glad. I'm glad I got to do this and I'm glad you mentioned it. Now you're famous, Queen. Yeah. Well, later, everybody. <laughs> thanks. All right, everyone. Now take a deep breath. That was a lot. That was, some, that was pretty intense. <laughs> Roy, whoo, Roy really brings it. I was just doing my best to keep up. Uh, please go uh, check out Bianca on the interwebs. Uh, you heard all the things. The Bianca Del Rio. You'll see links in the show notes to the Twitter, the Instagram, the website. Uh, go check out that movie. Keep your eyes open for that movie, Hurricane Bianca. It sounds pretty fun. I'm going to keep my eyes open for it. Hope it comes to a festival near me. Uh, and you can obviously keep track of that at hurricanebianca.com. Uh, and me, you know me, I'm on I'm on the internet. I'm a cool hip social media cat. I got that Twitter at the Billy Presida. That's P-R-O-C-I-D-A. Give us both a shout out. Use the hashtag manhor podcast. Let us know what you thought about the episode. If you want to say something a little more privately, you can always email me, manhorpod at gmail.com. Be a part of the conversation on Reddit. Visit the subreddit at r slash podcast. And please, people, if you can, if you got a dollar, five dollars, whatever you can afford, please make a pledge and support the Manhor Podcast on Patreon. You can find that over at patreon.com slash podcast. That's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash podcast. Uh, as I as I sit here uh, sipping fake Kahluas that don't exist on my little podcation in the non-existent sunlight, I hope you all enjoy yourselves. You'll hear the real me uh, in several weeks, but don't worry. You're going to get your Man Whore podcast every Wednesday. So until next week's download, stay slutty. <laughs>